Well, welcome to Mariners. Uh, thank you for being part of today. It's not normally like this. We have a lot of moving pieces and moving parts that are going on upstairs. All the cool people are up there, so um, we're glad that they're there. And, and so a lot of things um, um, will be going right uh, with all the stuff that's happening. I love this place. I love what God is doing here. Um, I love most of all the stories of people sharing. Um, it's not always been like this, by the way. If you were to go back in time... In the early years, I remember a Sunday morning. I was in a foul mood just because things weren't going well. And it's tough to give a message when you're in a foul mood. And we're meeting in the community center. Some of you remember those, those days. And the setup guy didn't show up. So I set up all the chairs and moved these big, huge folding walls that were there and went around and had to pick up all the, all the, all the trash. And we had one guitar player back then. And he was in a foul mood, too. And, and, and so all the songs were in the key of depression. It just was <laughs> The overhead projector, we had an overhead projector we put on the front seat, front chair right there with transparencies, and, they, and, they, and they'd show them up there, and, and these ones had fingerprints on them, or the person doing it kept putting them on backwards or upside down, and, and the message stunk, and I, I, just, I just wanted to go home, you know, you just want to go home and stew in your juices, it's one of those days, and I thought, can this morning get any worse? Well, it did. Uh, <laughs> There's a person at the end uh, who walked in, and I sized him up from head to toe, and he had, the top was a mohawk, um, and then he had a big army jacket on, and, and below that was a wraparound skirt, and, and hanging from the skirt was a sword. I am not kidding you, a sword. And then he had big army, army boots, and it was 11 in the morning, and he was already blitzed, just blitzed out, out, out of his mind. And he's kind of staggering around, and, and he was growling. I mean, you know, and people would walk by, and he'd just go, you know, these little ladies would walk by, and kids would walk by, and he'd, he'd growl at them, and, and the kids were all freaking out, and all the women were freaking out. And I'm looking around for some of the guys to support me, and for some reason they took a real interest in the coffee pot way over there. So. And so I, 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 he reached in from, and from somewhere within his skirt. He pulled out this 24-ounce can of Budweiser. And I remember clearly it was a Budweiser. And he popped it, you know, in, in, in front of, of everybody. And he's starting to drink this thing. And I'm just thinking, Lord Jesus, take me home right now. I just, you know, I'm done. I'm done. So I go over and I, and I talk to this guy. And after he stopped growling, he, says, he said to me, he said, well, you know, he said, come on, let's fight. You and me, right here, right now. And I said, what? So he put down his beer, and he said, let's fight, you know, me and you. Let, let's, let's go at it right, right here. And I'm thinking, do other pastors have to go through this kind of stuff? Now, I was able to convince him to, A, not use his sword on me, and, and B, go find a better place to drink his, his beer. But that was, that was the part of the beginning of this, of this, of this place, and it's been a fun ride. It's been a wild ride and, a, and, a, and quite a fun ride. And, I, and I'm thankful for all of you, first of all, for not bringing sores to church. Thank you so much for not doing that. But also thank you for being part of it. Um, as I look back over the number of years that, that I've been here and we've been together, there have been a lot of changes from a community center to a kind of a storefront in Shoreline Station now to a place of our own. And, and the, the building is not this, the thing that is truly the, the great part of it. The great part is obviously God, and the great part is you coming together to say, we want to grow in our faith and grow in Christ. Um, you've heard from people whose lives are touched here, and they were touched because God does his work in, in a place like this so well. And, and I know you, and you've been committed to the growth here and committed to your growth, and, and that's what makes it happen. 
Um, over the past few months, we've built up to a time this day, um, to a time like this, when we can all come together and, and say together, we want God to work in this place more. God, do it more. What you've been doing, do it more. And, and we want to provide, and we're going to be asking you and, and asking all of us together to give, uh, to provide a place for more people and, and even for more ministry. Um, you're not going to remember, by the way, everything that I say here. You might remember the story of the guy with the sword, but you'll remember the stories and you'll remember the heart of the people that came forward and said, my life has been changed, or some of the pictures that you saw here of people ministering to each other. There's a great story in the Bible. It's uh, King David, you know, David and the Goliath David, and he wants to build God's house, um, the temple, and it's in First Chronicles 29, and it's his lifelong dream to build this thing. It's, it's like it's on his bucket list. Okay, this is what he would want. And, and God says, it's not going to happen through you. You're not the guy. You're not going to be able to, to build this. It's going to be your son. And David said, okay, even though I can't build it myself, I can set up things so my son can do it successfully. And it's a great story as he, as he begins to plan this thing out. And he puts the blueprints together, and he submitted the plans to the city. And they said no. And then he went to the Coastal Commission, and they said no. And then the environmental impact, and they said, no, you know. Then he pulled out his sword, and they said, okay, go ahead. You know, go ahead. <laughs> he got all the permits, he got all the material, he got it all together, and he got all the people together. And, and when he got all the people together, in a time like this, in a place like this, you should read First Chronicles, this is a paraphrase, kind of the attitude was this, really? Are you kidding me? I can do something like this for God? I mean, this was their attitude. Are you kidding me? God would let me be part of something like this? And, and the Bible says this, for the construction of the temple of God, they gave tons. Really, that's what it says. They gave tons of gold, and they gave tons of silver, and they gave tons of, of bronze. And, and what they were doing, they were doing something out of thanks to God and for God. It says they gave tons. Because they realized at that point in time the most important thing on earth is what God is doing in the lives and the hearts of people. That's the most important thing. And so David says this as he prays to God. He says, who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? You hear the heart there? You hear that sense of, oh my gosh, who am I? And then who are we that we, God, could give absolutely anything to you? And then it would go on to say this, the people rejoiced over the offerings for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. I don't sense a degree of fear or reluctance. It says they rejoice. That's the word joy. They were happy to be able to give to God. And then it reveals David's concern for his people. And this is part of his prayer. And I guess this would be the prayer I would have. David is praying this. He said, see to it that their love for you never changes. God May the love for you that these people have never, ever change. A few moments, we're going to ask you to commit the amount God has given you for our new wave um, giving and offering and us to help expand the building and help start new ministries and make it possible so that we can kind of reach the goal to reach more and more and more and more co-siders for Christ. And, and, and I think for me and I hope for you, there's a kind of, are you kidding me? I, I have a chance to do this? Really? I can do this for God? 
while back I was getting gas and I went inside to, to give him cash to, to, to pump gas into my car, you know, $40 on pump six. And, and I was in a hurry and, 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 and there was a lady in front of me and she was taking forever. You know, I just want to give him the money and just get on with it. You know, you've done that too. And, and, and so I started to pay attention to what was going on here. Well, she was buying lottery tickets and scratchers and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know that was the big, long ordeal. You have to almost shop for these things. And so she's, she's saying, let's say I want the red one, and maybe I should take a couple green ones, you know, and a blue one. And, 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 and she's going, oh, no, it's taking forever. And I noticed her purse, and, and, and hanging out of her purse were two keychains, and one was from Reno, and the other one was from Las Vegas. You know? <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I wanted to say, you know, give it up, lady. You know, you're not going to win. And then I wanted to say, just give it to the poor lady. You know, you're not going to win. And, and I think about the whole thing that Jesus said, your heart is where your treasure is. Your heart follows your treasure. Where you give your money, that's where your heart going to go. Now, she's going to be all concerned about what super lotto numbers are or what color the, what the lottery is going to say to her. I, I don't care because the principle is true. You will go where your money goes. That's where your heart's going to lead. I don't care about the weekly lottery numbers or the daily whatever it is winnings because our treasures are there. Mine's not and yours not either. Great verse that, that this would be John who was a pastor. He said in the Bible, I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. Not talking about his kids, you know, Johnny and Susie. He's not talking about those children. He's talking about the people that have grown up and grown in the church and are in the church or involved in spiritual things, I, I can think of nothing greater that they're still following and walking in the truth. In the gas station, as I was wonderfully and patiently waiting, not, you know, you, you, know, you, 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 you began to think through because cause we have the whole concept of, you know, we, we love to raise a certain amount of funds, you know, and, and that's part of it. There's numbers involved on this one. I, I just thought, why doesn't God have us win the lottery, you know? Mega Millions or Super Lotto Plus or something like that, you know. Or have Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg, you know, move into town and start tithing. You know, a billionaire come in and, and they start tithing. And I thought, wouldn't that solve all our financial problems? I mean, wouldn't it just, it's easy, you know, it's, it's, it would be really simple. And I began to think, you know, God, why, why not? I mean, I've heard of other churches that that kind of stuff happens to, you know. A piece of property that's worth $10 million is just handed over to the church. It's like, why not us, you know? Well, not me, you know? Well, those kind of, that kind of attitude. And, and, and I got the, well, why not? Because we would miss the joy of seeing God work through each of us, you know? We would miss the joy of seeing God work through each of us. We would miss the, are you kidding me? I get to be part of something like that? And I don't want one single person in here to miss that sense of joy, to say, wow, God could do something like that through me. And God wants this to be an us thing. And, and in a few minutes, God Don is going to lead us in filling out those commitment cards. And they're there on your seat, and, and, and we'll have you pull them out in a, in a bit. And it's really, it's, it's us setting the course for years to come. There's been a lot of communication and questions and flyers and emails and devotions and prayers. This is important to us. And you've prayed about it and you've talked to your family about it. And you know what it's going to mean. You know what it's going to cost you. You understand it. 
and you have said, and I hope you've said, we're going to give a level you know, outrageously or I would call dangerously because there's a sense that if I give that much, who's going to take care of me? I need to let you know um, something cool that's been happening through all of this. And this is in the past couple of months. Um, at first, we looked at the numbers, the construction f- estimates, and the ministry estimates. And, and we kind of came up with $2 million bucks, $2 million, you know. <coughs> you don't have trouble comprehending that kind of number. $2 million is what we came up with. But as time went on, some things began to happen. Um, first of all, um, the emphasis shifted away from the construction itself to um, freeing people up to ministry. And if you've been going through the devotional for the past 30 days, or even maybe you've just skipped a few days, that's okay too. Um, you have felt God say, this is where I want you to serve here. In the past um, month, we've had three people come up and say, this is the ministry I want to start here at Mariners. This is what God's been calling me to do. One's a prison ministry. I want to start reaching out to people that are in jail. You know, can you imagine that kind of, that kind of thing? God's been calling me to do this, and I, th- I think I'd like to do that. You know, That's the most important thing. That's... That's the jewel in all of that. And also, we really stopped caring about the amount. We completely trust God that whatever is given, that's what we're going to work with. You know, we're not going to hold our breath and say (laughs) whether it's successful or not based on the numbers. The numbers are based on the fact that God is working in your heart and in your life, changing you. I said this when God helped us buy this place. Um, This is just a building. Okay, understand that. It's just, it's just a building. A building is just a tool. It's not sacred. We'll never call this place a sanctuary because it's not a sanctuary. It's a building. That's, that's what it is. The sanctuary of God is now in the human heart. He resides in the hearts of men and women who love him. And, and right now we need a bigger tool. We just need a bigger tool. I like that. Bigger tool. You know, we need a bigger tool. And guess what? Someday soon we're going to need even a bigger tool than this. And I want this place to wear out and be too small for us. I really honestly do. Right now we need to make it bigger. Um, the giving commitment is for three years, and I think that leaves God a lot of room to work in your life. And a lot's going to happen in your life in the next three years. The number you put down, it may look scary now, but God has a way of pouring out his riches into the hands of people who've opened up their hand for God's work. He has a way of doing that. And I know this, that when you put the number on the card, your first question is, and will be, did I put down too much? When you put that down, you're going to say, did I put down too much? And once you see what God is doing and what God does, I believe in a few months, your, your question will be, did I put down to what? Too little? You have a vision to see God do something, don't you? And I wouldn't stand up here and ask you to give if it wasn't going to go to some wasteful project. I wouldn't do that. You know me. Um, times are tight for you. We're doing this because I believe God has a plan and a purpose in, in this place. And I've been praying for you, not that you'd give more, not at all, but that you would delight and joy with what God's asking you to do. And we're going to be working with kind of the kids' ministry stuff's going to be happening more as we expand that out and other ministries as well. And one of the things that, that I am probably most excited about is 10% of it will be going away from here to be used by God in some place that God is working out. 10% of it. And we're going to tie that money. We're going to say, God... 10% of that is going, to go, is going to go to a ministry that we think is, is terrific. And I'm going to invite Len and uh, Yvette to come on up right now. And they're going to share just a little bit about the thinking behind it and where that's going to go. But thank you, guys. And God bless.